Hello and welcome in the name of our precious Lord Jesus to Shear Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. This is Patty Scalzo inviting you to spend the next 15 minutes with us as my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, continues to teach in the Heavenly Authority series. The last several programs have been from his sermon on Balaam as we contrast the man of God with the prophet of God and the prophet's words versus the prophet's heart. We resume today in 2 Peter chapter 2 with the Apostle's words concerning Balaam. Let's join Pastor Greg. It says in verse 16, but he was rebuked for his iniquity. A dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice restrained the madness of the prophet. It's madness. His common sense gets taken away. These, those like Balaam, these false teachers, are wells without water. They're clouds carried by a tempest for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. What a statement. For whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. They know better. Balaam knows better. To whom much is given, much is required. Balaam knows better. And yet he loves the wages of unrighteousness. And so for him and for those like him are reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Eternally separated from God. Eternal punishment. Away from the light, the darkness of Gehenna. Very sobering line from the Apostle. In Jude, chapter 1, there's only one chapter to the book of Jude. In Jude, verse 11, here Jude is speaking about the ungodly men who have crept into the church up in verse 4. And he says down in verse 11, Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. They have run greedily. And you can get that image of Balaam. He's done the right thing. He's left Balak. He's felt the spirit, the simplicity of the anointing. He knows they're blessed. He can't take any money and change it. He gets on his donkey. He goes back and then he runs straight back to Balak. He runs greedily back. He makes his decision for profit. You know, in our society, profit is a blessed word. But from God's point of view, profit can destroy us. When our eyes are set upon greed, and our only motivation is profit, is money, how it benefits us, so much so that our common sense gets taken away, and we don't follow that which we know clearly from God, we are in danger of becoming like Balaam. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24, the Lord Jesus clearly taught, he said, no one 
can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, the Lord Jesus said. You cannot serve God and riches. You cannot serve both. And that's a caution to any Christian. That's a caution to any servant of the Lord and one especially for those in leadership and in authority. Balaam's love of money, he loved the wages of unrighteousness, ultimately caused him to despise the Lord he was supposed to serve and to work against him. And the confusion in Balaam, that vacillating between light and darkness, that muddying, that mingling, that shadowy line can only last so long. Finally, Balaam straight out chooses his master and he chooses his side. And he goes back and he gives the information against Israel. For ultimately, out of the overflow or the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And Balaam accepts the money for his evil service. And we see the wickedness that was in the prophet's heart. Balaam and those like him were one reason why God is calling this nation of Israel to be different from the rest of the people, the rest of the nations around it, to purify the knowledge of his word and to preserve his word and to cut out the muddiness and the haziness and the intermingling of light and darkness prevalent in the world of Balaam's day. But Balaam's oracles in chapter 23 and chapter 24 of Numbers were not Balaam's oracles, the prophecies from the Lord. They were the prophet's words. You do not tear them out of the scriptures simply because of Balaam. It's an important lesson here when we speak about the gifts and the anointings of the Holy Spirit. You do not cut away those prophecies because of Balaam or because of Balaam's ultimate end. As long as Balaam did not go beyond the word of the Lord, God could use him, right? What did he say? He says to them in Numbers 22, 18, I could not go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do more or less. He says in Numbers 22, 38, the word that God puts in my mouth, that I must speak. He says in Numbers 23, 12, must I not take heed to speak what the Lord has put in my mouth? He says in Numbers 23, 26, all that the Lord speaks, that I must do. He says in Numbers 24, 13, I could not go beyond the word of the Lord to do good or bad by my own will. As long as the message, because Balaam had that attitude, as long as the message is right, God can anoint, even if there's a problem with the individual. As long as the message is right and pure, God can anoint the message, even if there's a problem with the person. As long as the word or the miracle, the healing, the teaching, 
testifies unto God. Even though the vessel can be cracked, even though the vessel can have a problem, God can still use it and God can anoint. Once the person goes beyond the Lord, once there's no longer a testimony to God, to Messiah, then God is not going to anoint. But even if the person has a problem, we see Balaam, a man in two worlds. But because he will only say what God tells him to say up to that point, God can still bless him. God can still give him beautiful words and anointing. But consider, we said the words come from the Lord. Did Balaam listen to the very words from his own mouth? No. He cursed them, right? By giving the information on how to trap them, he ultimately cursed them. He couldn't curse them spiritually when anointed upon him from God, but his heart was set against them. And how did he wind up? He wound up cursed. For God said, those who bless them will be blessed, and those who curse them will be cursed. And he spoke it to Abraham, and he spoke it out of the mouth of his prophet Balaam. And Balaam was cursed by the very words that came out of his mouth. Balaam didn't listen to the very words God uttered through him, and they benefited him not. The prophet's heart. It became hard. And ultimately, common sense was taken from him. The prophet's words versus the prophet's heart. Balaam, at one point, was a prophet of God. But would you say, would you say that Balaam himself, forget his words, forget his ability to prophesy, forget his ability to see visions of God, to hear the words of God, to fall back with his eyes wide open. Put that aside. Would you say that Balaam himself was truly a man of God? Would you say that he truly was a servant of God, obedient and submissive to the Lord, in a relationship of love with the Lord, not just a relationship of revelation, but in a relationship of faith and trust and hope and love? No. Balaam, for a time, was a prophet of God. But ultimately, we can say Balaam was not a man of God. Lord, we thank you for your scriptures. And we ask, Lord, that we would take serious heed of the cautions that we have concerning Balaam. Father, we pray that you would help us and deliver us from the evil one, that you would keep us from trials and temptations. Father God, that we would not let our selfish motives and money and greed and desire for power and position Consume us, Lord, and consume our nation that we would no longer have even the common sense to understand that we turn against you. Father, purify us. Father, endow us with your gifts. Use us and anoint us 
which is spiritual gifts. But Father, most importantly, purify our hearts, that we would benefit from that revelation, that we each could say that we are a man or a woman of God. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What a thought-provoking and serious message. It puts me in mind of the words of our Lord Jesus in the book of Matthew, chapter 16 and verse 26. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? How sad that Balaam did not have the spiritual wisdom or the goodness of heart to make the right choice. It is a joy to be able to bring the program to our listeners every week. And it would be encouraging to us here at Sheer Jeshub to receive feedback from our listeners. We would love to receive your comments. And may I ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the Church Fellowship Outreach of Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle. Please send all correspondence and make out all donations to Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle. That's spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 And if you are going to be in the Madison, Connecticut area, I would like to invite you to join us for Sunday worship. Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shir Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return. <laughs>